You're listening to the Airline Briefing, the industry affairs podcast from IATA, keeping you up to date with the most vital issues facing aviation today. Hello, and welcome to the Airline Briefing, bringing you the latest analysis from IATA on everything hot and current in the air transport business. I'm Chris Gota, part of the comms team at IATA. Today, we're tackling one of the most crucial issues facing our industry in terms of enabling a restart of air transport. And that's providing governments with the confidence that people have been tested or vaccinated for COVID-19 before flying. We know that this is going to be a crucial element in enabling the restart. And IATA has a number of programmes, both on the advocacy side and even more importantly, on the technical side to provide solutions. And I'm delighted to actually have two guests today uh, to talk to this. Um, We have our usual guest, uh, Sebastian Mikos, uh, who's our Senior Vice President for Member and External Relations. It's good to have you with us, Sebastian. And I also have Nick Kareen, who's Senior Vice President for Airport Passenger Cargo and Security Issues at IATA. And he's working, uh, leading a team on a particularly crucial element that we're going to come to in, in just a moment. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. Hello, Chris. So I'm going to start with this point about how industry restart will almost certainly require governments to be assured that passengers have either been tested or vaccinated or both. I mean, would, would you agree with that as a, as a central premise? Sebastian, I'll go to you first on that. Now, we are in a very simple situation. We are all waiting for the reopening of markets that we know will happen uh, when the vaccine will be broader, uh, will have a broader distribution and more people will be vaccinated. So our job as IATA is to try to help governments, help authorities to reestablish the traffic as quickly as possible between the moment that this vaccination will be there and today. Actually, we are looking at this uh, with uh, quite impatient, not to call it frustrations, because we would like our airlines to be able to operate. So it is obvious that governments uh, will need from passengers at international level, and this is a very important aspect that it has to, it's not domestic traffic, it's international traffic, a proof but the best way would be a digital proof that one, the passenger was vaccinated, two, um, that the passenger uh, have been tested with the test required in the country where the passenger goes or through the hub that the passenger transits. Uh, and our goal is to create such a tool and to help governments in reestablish uh, as quickly as possible and for the passenger to travel as smoothly as possible. Right. So, 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 Nick, in terms of that, that exact requirement, is that what you're hearing from governments as well? That they, that's what they're asking for, and 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 also from passengers. Are we are we seeing a desire for this? Well, to be completely frank and honest, uh, we're sometimes question what governments want at all. So it's uh, you know it depends on which government you ask and what stage they're at. The way that Sebastian had just described it. Well, we anticipate that this is coming because there's been a number of countries that have already requested it and there's been uh, there so it, we need to be prepared for for everything uh, we but we do know because based on the, the the landscape right now in terms of managing importation of coronavirus as well as the various mutations of it that this is a this will be a requirement and our consumers they just want something that's going to work for them when they're when they can travel again because there is a significant pent-up demand Right. And so where, where you see consumer demand for something, uh, usually the market steps in to, to try and offer a solution. So um, I think we're seeing there's a number of solutions that are being uh, suggested. And one of those is an IATA solution. So um, 
Could you tell us more about what that solution could be and, and how that's going to work? Yeah, and and, and to mar in terms of the marketplace, yeah, there's a lot of uh, players in this space, and it's growing by the day. You see the announcements uh, uh, that are, that are happening. And then the differentiating factor between what we're proposing and what others are proposing is we're not trying to solve the planet's issues. We're trying to solve the issue for the aviation industry. So this is an aviation-led solution, not one for someone else trying to tell us what we need and when we need it. So we came forward with what we call the IATA Travel Pass. That's the way it's branded. But eventually, this will simply be sitting on our airlines apps. And it's very simple. It's a digital travel uh, credential identification process by downloading the app, matching it with yourself, and then taking your, your health credentials, whether that's testing or vaccination, and allowing you to be able to share that with whomever needs it during your passenger journey to be able to instill confidence that uh, you uh, have what you need, where when you need it, and where you're going. And the, the mechanics of that, you know, in terms of, of how it's working, um, you know, what, what are the different elements we're drawing on from, from within IATA and then reaching out to our members? How is that working? Well, the, we, you know, that's a unique question, actually, and, and I haven't been asked that before. But, you know, we, we're drawing on all the areas within, the, uh, within uh, IATA in terms of expertise. So the passenger team, in terms of what the passenger process needs to look like and all those key elements and how that would work. Uh, we're the verification group. So we have a pretty, pretty solid uh, experience in terms of uh, validation of of uh, of of entities, you know, whether that's travel agents being probably a very good example of that. We're pulling in those expertise uh, as we bring bring and construct the lab registry and how that would work. So leveraging our past experience, we're also utilizing the thematic team. The thematic team is essential here because that is it is the brains. And that has been utilized for decades in terms of how to validate the requirements for visa and passport information. And leveraging that to health is, is an, is, it's, it's logical. And so, yeah, from that perspective, and then the products team in terms of the app and the contactless elements of that app itself. Uh, so it really is an end-to-end, -end, uh, full expertise, full-on press within IATA, drawing on where our, our, our talents are. And, and hearing that, I mean, Sebastian, he hearing that from Nick in terms of the full the full spectrum of what IATA does, I mean, it seems to me that only really IATA is in the position to really be able to build a really effective tool like this. Is that something that helps when you're going to governments to talk to them about how, how IATA's tool could help them? Does that help? Does IATA's reputation help in that way? No, I think that IATA reputation is helping overall because we are a trade association of the airline industry since many years and actually... Unfortunately for the great, uh, greater public, it's not known, but we are a cleaning house of the industry. We're settling financial solutions between travel agents, cargo, um, between airlines themselves. We are one of the largest providers of data to the industry. So our job is to stay in the background, actually. That's, that's why airlines uh, want us to exist. Uh, when there is a solution that is needed for the airlines, and I insist on that. This is not just for the airlines, it is for the passengers, because at the very end, it's all about having a smooth travel for, for the passengers. So I believe we have not only the competency, like as Nick described, but we have we have the, the mandate, we have the credibility, and this is what the industry wants us wants us to be to be to be doing. Our job again is, is that the passenger 
comes with a solution that is as easy as user friendly as possible. You know, and, and the, the 4 billion passengers that travel pre-COVID, everybody literally, I cannot imagine someone not having a mobile phone, not using one of the most popular Android or iOS systems. So it's quite a natural thing we are doing. By the way, we are just digitalizing a process that already existed because I hear many uh, you know, various questions about this. Uh, look, if you were to travel to certain parts of the world, Asia, Africa, you needed to have already a vaccination proof. It was just paper one. We are just adding a step because it becomes more sensitive, I would say. Uh, and, and the idea is to go to, toward what we are advocating for our industry is more digitalization, more contactless travel. This is so why this is what we are selling to, to governments. Yeah. Right. So this is a key thing, this, this digitalization of the certificate. Um, what sort of progress are we are we making with that? Who are we looking to drive that process? Is that is that a, a global thing with a KO or are we more realistically going to have to work with individual governments as they do their own programs? This proposal is again a proposal at industry level. So uh, we are of course bringing this forward to ICAO. Uh, uh, again, there is ICAO as the International Civil Aviation Organization, which created CART, which is a special group for the restart of the a task force for the restart of the industry. Obviously. Uh, we are sharing this with ICAO. ICAO is a part of United Nations and is the body that makes recommendations. So it would be in our utmost interest that such a tool is at least, uh, you know, very well, warmly welcomed by ICAO, if not recommended uh, for, for the states. But again, we are not here to solve the relations between states, airlines, passengers. We are here to create a tool that will allow our airlines to be extremely agile when the demand will come and offer as a white label solution for passengers something that I would call a sanitary boarding that will allow to travel smoothly. Okay, and, and Nick, how, how do you see that certification okay. process? To Sebastian's point, so standard wise, the standards don't exist in terms of the digital certification. So ICAO for testing, World Health Organization for vaccinations by virtue of their scope. And that's that's in that's being worked on. And but we, the the answer is both because um, we can't wait. You know, we already have examples right now. So the scenario is eventually a standard, and the standard would slowly be uh, be rolled out over time because states aren't going to jump up and start issuing it uh, the way it's been suggested immediately either. And we will have uh, the system will be able to accommodate variants. Meaning, if a state has come up with their own today, we can take that. And the other thing is we also need to be be cognizant of a process for those millions that have already been vaccinated and received either a paper or some other form from their governments. So the system has to be able to be prepared to deal with all of those different scenarios. OK, so so notwithstanding those challenges and those are significant, but as Sebastian said, they're not, you know, they lie in the realm of governments rather than us. What how are we going with our proposals? I believe we've got a Q1 uh, target for, for rollout. Nick, how is that going? Are we on target? Yeah, we're on targets. This month, the two biggest trials will take place uh, with Singapore Airlines and British Airways. Uh, we'll follow those quickly with what we're calling, uh, well, pilots first and then trials. So trials really will be starting to, to roll this out. Uh, that's, uh, you know, we've announced uh, COPA most recently, which is a unique one because it al also has the support of the government uh, behind it. Uh, then we have uh, Etihad, uh, Emirates, Qatar, uh, and others that are currently being worked on. Uh, the list is growing every day. And so, uh, yeah, the, the first available download of the app will be in the 1st of March. 
and then we plan you know enhancements as we move forward like we would with any application uh, as we learn from uh, what we uh, from the use of it yeah and i think it's probably important to for people to realize that unfortunately much as we would love this to be an immediate passport to travel of course it's it's not going to be immediately because as i say we're waiting for governments to deliver i mean i think that's a that's a sort of fair kind of health warning to put on this if you like would you agree yeah, yeah there's an old saying if you build it they will come huh. and right. uh, you know if 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 we don't take a leadership role here uh, we're going to delay the restart and uh, we're and also you know even if we didn't do something like this can just imagine even if we had two billion passengers uh what that would look like in our airports it would be counterproductive through the social distancing that we can expect to linger for years to come and from a manual processing perspective with paper with no consistency would just be a giant giant mess so you brought me on to the i think the last point i wanted to, to discuss with you both that point you just made there about the fact that we're probably going to be with some form of restrictions for some time to come. You know, we know this isn't going to disappear overnight. And actually, I think what's very interesting about the travel pass is, yes, it's been developed in a short time, you know, to deal with this particular issue. But as I understand it, it's connecting up with other processes and policies that the industry is looking at in terms of contactless travel and, and uh, you know, paperless travel, one identity, all of these projects. And I think that has a very interesting potential for the future of travel well beyond this pandemic. Where do you see an app like this sitting for the passenger going going forward for the next decade and beyond? Well, I, I can I jump on this first, I guess, because we've been we've been promoting the one identity concept for for uh, you know a good three, four, five years now. Uh, the use of biometrics. We've illustrated the the that the one the consumers want it because, quite frankly, every year we do our global passenger survey. The number grows every year in terms of, I'll do whatever it takes to make this process smoother. And back then, you know, if we forget about COVID, it was lining up at security, lining up at check-in, the boarding process, which is horrendous. Well, the the key to that is biometric processing. And what this app, inspects ours, because it's the only one that will do it, identifies yourself, your digital credential against an ICAO standard, which we participated in and created, and then against your passport. So by doing this, we will have done global trials to illustrate it works. That's significant because it brings us forward maybe two, three, four, five years in terms of convincing governments that this works. And the value for the industry in terms of processing time, turnaround times, it's incredible in terms of efficiency. And we will need this on the other side because our industry is on its knees. The contactless piece is just another benefit in terms of we don't want to touch stuff anymore. And how long does that linger? I mean, we if, if this, you know, this pandemic goes away, we need to be prepared for another one at some point in time. And that's where this industry probably could, well, needs to learn the most. And so whatever we do now will go away, but we need to be prepared to do it over and over again in the future to make sure that when this does happen again, we don't get brought to our knees like we did this time. Thanks, Nick. Uh, Sebastian, some thoughts from you on that future yeah, idea? Just, just, just to, you know, never lose a good crisis. Uh, our crisis is on, uh, as Nick said, uh, our industries, as Nick mentioned, on the knees. And in this whole dark picture, there are some bright points and generally, this uh, travel pass and this digitalization is the is the is the right point why because if you take any study that is done we have 
we have pushed forward the digital the, the digitalization in the last nine months uh, to the same extent that over the last 10 years. Actually, this is because the need is there. So everybody is faster, more agile and more willing to accept a solution that we knew is going to come. It's just coming faster and we need to uh, to, to do it uh, to do it uh, uh, faster. So um, it's a positive way. It will stay with us the same way like security uh, measures stay stayed with us after 9-11. The more people travel, the more there will be demand on international traffic because this virus will not disappear. And this is maybe one last uh, message in this podcast is that the vaccine will not eradicate. Uh, we only eradicated one virus in the last hundred years. We have to learn how to manage this situation. Our job is how to create tools for airlines. And this is what we are doing. These problems will not go away. We have to be less afraid and just uh, smarter in, in, in managing it in the future, not to have uh, uh, you know our situation, uh, our industry at 10% of its international capacity versus last year, because we we won't last long, and this is not any what any one of us wants. Okay, we're going to have to leave it there. Um, Nick, Sebastian, thank you so much for your time. We're definitely going to be coming back to this topic uh, as this uh, vitally important app gets rolled out, this solution for people to travel. Let's hope the governments come on board and really make it work. Thanks again both for your time today. Thank you. You've been listening to the Airline Briefing, the industry affairs podcast from IATA. For more information and the latest news on all the most crucial issues facing aviation today, go to IATA.org or follow IATA on social media.